Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Welcome. Prime time with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut, shut your shame up. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Roth and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What's up? Happy Damian Lillard. What are you doing? It's lit. Getting ready. It's lit. Getting ready. It is Damian It's not going to be lit. Scoot said it's going to be turned up. Get it right. While you guys are all cheering for Damian Lillard. You rooting for your Blazers? And being all sad with your cry eyes. <laughs> you know what Scoot's going to be doing? We going to that lake? Well, no. No? No, he doesn't. He can't go to the lake during the game. Mm, yeah. Well, maybe he can. I don't know. Maybe the lake is someplace in his mind since we can't figure out where it is. I'm going to go to that lake. Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be driving down the lane for a trip <laughs> triple double. Scoot was that pretty good trash talk by me? That's yeah, it's really it's Gary Payton level esque trash talking. Well, I'm just saying, you know, y'all are gonna be You're like, saying. oh, David, oh, me, why'd we do this, he Well, guess what? <laughs> the fifth worst record in the league coming at you. Well, no, but you could you could still have him and then be like tied for eighth. <laughs> And we could be sitting here like, what are they going to do? When when are they going to, like, what, you well, know, I think the, who are they going to acquire? I think the, Same old song and dance. As, as opposed to their sweet 11 wins? Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, this is why, see, people are people are very short-sighted. Mm-hmm. So you you so you get rid of Damian Lillard, and yeah. I get it, that was a tough decision. But it was the right decision because yeah. you weren't going anywhere with him. Like, you just, you had the same record every year, and it was boring. And people were tired of it. Um, well, you would have that again, right? And well, so I know it sucks right now, but well, it's I, very short-sighted to say that that was the wrong decision based on this uh, well, season I, being I, so... Hold on! <laughs> your, your argument holds no water. Based on this season being so crappy. Well, so I will be rooting for my young Blazers tonight, mm-hmm. as you are cry-eyes. Because you watch so... Well, Suk and I will be... For Damian betting Lillard. against them. Well, we yeah. already have bet against them. We're rooting against oh, them. Oh, I think they're a lock tonight. Plus ten and a half. Because <laughs> you, well, I don't care about the plus ten and a half. Oh just, no, we just need them to lose. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh. Win, I don't like that win total creeping up to fourteen. Uh-uh. No, let's uh-uh. keep that. Keep if they get to twenty. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be a little nervous. But again, I I'm not quite certain your argument stays put because the idea Come was on, Rob! That, well, that you wouldn't just stockpile young guards to go with Damian Lillard. I think that the idea was that you would. Use your young assets to do what you said you were going to do and go all in and bring in veterans in order to be better. Yeah. yeah. Hey, they went young. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Youth, it takes some time. Yeah. 14 and 33. Yeah, that's some time. Well, it takes some time, yeah. And know? the last two years, if you want to throw that in there, because they've tanked the last two years. So, really, you're three years into the tank. And yeah, so see, now next, you're just being a hater. Next year will be four. Or realistic. Next you know? year is four, because, well, they get another draft pick, right? Yes. And so they'll probably draft a guard. They got a bunch. Well, I would hope so. I'm hoping they a like small guard. like to drink guard. their haterade and that's eat right. their hater well, tops. I'm crossing that's my right. fingers that it's a six-foot guard that's that doesn't right. shoot the ball very well. That's what I'm hoping A lot for. of hater tots. A lot of hater being, tots. Being uh, 
passed out right now because <laughs> we're reminiscing about Damian Lillard. But uh, I'd be cool. It'd be cool to see him tonight. There ain't gonna be no buddy buddy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be cooler to see. There will Scoots be some buddy buddy stuff. Triple double. That's what I think is gonna be cool. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna chant MVP for Scoot. <laughs> MVP of the Rising Stars game. Maybe they'll chant ROY, even though that's going to be Wemby. Yeah, I'm sorry, but if we're doing Rookie of the Year rankings, it's not Wemby that's keeping him from it, and it's not Chet that's keeping him no. from it. We got, we got to go a ways down the list. We're, we're, we're chopping that down a while before we get to our guy. He's young. Give him time, but stop. I still go back to my – I think my favorite, my favorite horse S statement coming from the Blazers and Joe Cronin is the – there's just some guys that don't struggle right away in the league. They come in and there's no there's no growth curve. That they just come in and make an immediate impact. Yeah, about that. Like why put that why put that out there, that expectation? I, it's nice to even if you think that, wait until it happens to yeah. say we, that's what we loved about him. Yeah, that's not, you know, it's not the best. It's not the best thing to say about the, you know, again, the the, the undersized guard that doesn't shoot the ball very well. I mean, there's going to be some growing pains. He's showing life the last handful of games. Well, not everyone, but he's starting to have some performances during games, like in the fourth quarter the other night against the Sixers. I think he had 18 or 20. He had 22 off the bench. Yeah, you're starting to see some some signs of life. I think some people get frustrated, too, with the whole Brogdon thing. It's like, get him out of here. Like, if the if, if this season is gone, and believe me, it's gone. You have the, what, fifth worst record in the league? Like, move, stop having Brogdon take over fourth quarter minutes and just baptism by fire, just... Drown him in the lake I get and, that. and let him come out on the other side. I'm going I've, to that lake. I've also heard that on the other side of it that people think that Brogdon is a would be a great mentor for him for the rest of the season. And but that doesn't mean you can't switch their roles and have Brogdon be the bench guy hey, and let Scoot take over. He don't need no mentor. <laughs> Actually, kind of does. He's got I'm going to that lake. Chance was one of the best point guards ever of all time. <laughs> Rob's coming in with hot Chance takes today. A, is he hot a top takes. ten of all time? <laughs> no. Chance was great, though. God, no. He, he was, was really top, good. He won an top, NBA Finals. Hey, top 10. Really good player. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't about? know. We're, top 20? Top 10. Lillard's probably not even top 10. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great point guards. a lot of really, really good guards out Look, there. Look, here's the point. The point is, the new baby Blazers are here. Yes. So who needs Damian Lillard? Not this team. Not Fair, this city. No. Milwaukee does. Uh, or is yeah, it, or I is mean, it I guess. Milwaukee. No, I think it's if good. they don't win a title. Sure. I mean, I mean, look, the pressure's on. What obviously, are what know, are we saying? Well, I mean, Milwaukee. probably fire Doc and get another coach. <laughs> Just keep keep rotating cast. I'm excited. I've been to a couple games this year, and you know, it's like, eh, whatever. This one, I'm actually, I'm excited. About. Yeah, the most exciting part of the rebuild is when the guy you traded to start the rebuild yes. comes back to town. Yes, that's not a very good sign. Is Hands it? down, there there is not another game that's going to be anywhere close to this. It's it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. I'll be watching Brandon Miller. <laughs> Who's having a nice year. Because I'm looking at the Rookie of the Year, uh, what do they call it, the NBA.com Rookie Ladder? Yeah. Rookie of the Year Ladder? It would be Chet, Wemby, and Miller, one, two, three. Well, no, it's Wemby, Chet, Miller, one, two, three. What did I say? You said Chet, Wemby, Miller, oh. one, two, three. Well, I... And Chet, well, Chet is a rookie, technically. Yes. But, I mean, it's got to be Victor, but it's kind of weird that they... They kind of, I mean, they don't kind of, they are terrible. Oh, they're all kinds of bad. What do they have, eight wins, nine wins, ten wins? They, have a, wins? they have a worse record than uh, than Portland. They're and the he, one team in the West. Portland's 14-33, and 33 and the Spursy Spurs are 10-37. and 37. What if the Blazers had no wins, but Scoot was leading the Rookie of the Year charge? Would I that did, make you feel better? Yes, it would. Yeah. No win, not one win. Well, first off, uh, I have a sizable wager on under twenty-eight and a half, so you that could would, probably cash it. That would make me uh, right. Very yes. That I would mean, make, how many games are left? That would make me very, very happy. And again, this year for me is all about development, which is why the whole Brogdon closing out games thing is a little weird. Although, I mean, I kind of get it because there was times in the fourth quarter when when Scoot was closing out games that it was it was bad. I mean, I. I mean, I'm more of a take your lump sort of guy, but maybe that's one of those you, you can't just keep running it out there with turnovers and you know for the for the sake of morale. I don't know, but they've decided to to obviously close games without uh, without Scoot. Yeah, well, who cares about that? They don't need him late in games. <laughs> Too big of leads, you know. I mean, they're hot. Hey, by the way, uh, he One, made four of eight. He made an appearance here on that uh, the Kia rookie ladder. Yeah, he's uh, ten. He snuck in at number ten. Yep. So yep. there you go. Yep. Hey, dude, the future is bright, okay? I hope so. So 
pour out your haterade. Can I still eat my hater tots? You can. All right. Just don't choke Just, on them. Yeah, all right. So haterade, no, hater tots. Because yeah. given my choice between Gatorade and tots, like if I had to get rid of one, I'd get rid of Gatorade. I don't really drink Gatorade. Danny said he's going to cry tonight. Is he? <laughs> no, he's not. That's what he said. Horse, really? That's what he said. I was listening to their show. I, li- I like their show. I listen he's gonna to gonna cry? When he's there. Over what? Um, Just Damian the... Lillard. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? He loved him. I mean, I... Loves him. Hey, you know what? That's a that's a tender man showing his emotions, and I'm that's not right. here to criticize that. That's right. Although I am a little like, huh? Tears. He's not dead. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't die. He's... He'll be dead after Scoot dominates him tonight. He's coming back. <laughs> Bleacher Report ranked the top 100 point guards of all time. They had Chance at 14. Yeah, top 15. Where's Lillard? I would bet higher than that. Yeah, Lillard's way better than Chauncey Billups. Come on. Not about yeah, way. Uh, I mean, Chauncey Billups was criminally underrated. Damian Lillard is a significantly better pe- player than mm. Chauncey Billups ever was. Mm. <laughs> well, this article is from 2015, so it's yeah. uh, going to be a problem. It's going to be an issue. Yeah. Ah, so where is he then, huh? <laughs> well, uh-huh. he's not on it in 2015. <laughs> was Chauncey ever all NBA in anything? I feel like he might have been in 2004 with that Pistons team. Yeah, Chauncey Bells was a good player. And he was part of the, uh, like Leader. That, that championship team. Winner. So he's a, what, a five-time All-Star, and he made All-NBA second team once. Hey, second team, that's good. And, okay, he made the third team once or twice. What is it? I'm confused. He either made the... So he made two, possibly three All-NBA teams. I think Lillard's made eight, seven or eight in your already. Face. All right, on this I list published in, uh, in October... Chance twenty second on the list and Dame eighteen on the list. Okay, yeah. so pretty close. <laughs> Who's in between them? Penny Hardaway, Whoa. Dennis Johnson, oh. Tiny Archibald. They have Dennis Johnson. Uh, I guess he was awesome. Um, Tiny Archibald and who? Penny Hardaway. That's right, dude. Penny before the injuries yeah. was a ball Penny was balling. They got Penny. I don't really think of Penny Hardaway as a point I guard. Don't, I don't either much. Yeah, but oh, dude, Penny before he got hurt, Lil Penny was the truth. That guy was legit. He just fell apart. First basketball sneakers I ever really fell in love with. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh that whole that whole marketing campaign. He just his greatness is just kind of lost to history a little bit. You know, I just But yeah, when he had it rolling there with with him and uh well, with him and Shaq and then obviously, you know, that divorce and all that, but There yeah, was a he, good little 30-30 on that. The, this magic moment was yeah. uh, was was really solid. Yeah, if they could have stayed together, but then Shaq uh tied his wagon to this other guy. Um Kobe Bryant turned out who not bad. Turned no out, scoot turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, the Magic had it rolling a couple times, right? You know, you had Dwight Howard there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made some finals, Shaq. just never won. Shaq made a final there early, and then Elijah Wan bitch slapped him. And then uh, I think Howard did they get spurred in theirs? I think they got spurred. If I I'm, don't recall, if I'm I don't not remember mistaken, either who they played. Yeah, and by the way, uh, yeah. I mean, both just, I mean, great players, but it's like both Shaq and Dwight came up against other. The Lakers beat them. The Lakers got them? Okay. So they got, they got Shaqed? Lakers 4 1. And let's see who was on that Lakers squad. I'm sure that's that Shaq and and Kobe. Can you name anything about the city of Orlando outside of Disney? Uh, Because I know you've been there. I've been there many a time. I've never been there. It's close to the the, the Daytona 500s over there, kind of in that that general area. Uh, Disney surprise. Uh, I feel like Orlando's very generic without Disney, because uh, the Magic are very generic. Look, if you took out, if you took out Disney, yeah, I mean that's the whole point with like the DeSantis thing is like Disney was like its own little entity there. It is Orlando. I mean, yeah, I mean, who goes to Orlando if not for that? Well, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're right. I, you're right. I just feel like they're a very generic. U.S. city, isn't yeah. it a uh, a really popular golf destination? Isaac, isn't that where like the Golf Channel is located? And uh, uh, and I, I I thought it's kind of like an epicenter for like a lot of different courses and stuff like that in the state of Florida. Is that not accurate? Not that I know of. Okay, I mean I know Golf Channel is there, but most of the guys live down like they live south of there. Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, it's all down there. Jordan's new course and all that. Like we, that's where we did training camp with the Buccaneers, but we stayed in Surprise, and it's like this own weird little Disney village thing right outside of it, you know. Again, the Disney thing, I you know, yeah. I guess be known for something. Right? Yeah, I mean and that's the, nice. And uh, what's the other one? Universal Studios is there too. 
So there's that, and there's like a bunch of water park. It's it's very like if a cruise came to life and like went up on land, it would be Orlando. <laughs> University of Central Florida Golden Knights are there, right? Oh, is that Central Florida? I I think UCF is in Orlando. It could be. South Florida's in Tampa. We, uh, no, I think we already we talked about this. That Central Florida is actually. Oh, it is in Orlando. Never mind. <laughs> is it South Florida that's not in South Florida? South Florida is in Tampa. Yeah, which isn't which really is like South Florida. Yeah, is it really South <laughs> yeah, Florida? South like, Florida would be like Miami. Yeah, you know. So yeah, that's a, that's one of those weird little things. But yeah, when you look up Orlando, I looked up like TripAdvisor. It's all theme parks. You know, all Disney. Well, no, again, Universal. You know, they got those two. But yeah, it's it's all like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. That's a, and I'll tell you what, as no, a non Harry Potter dude, we went to that one in Japan. The I'm assuming it's the same in Orlando. They did a damn good job with that. I'm I was going to LA. I'm not even a Harry Potter guy, and that crap was amazing. I was like, holy jeez, that uh, it's impressive. But yeah, it's all you know, it's all resorty stuff. Otherwise, why the hell would you go to Orlando? There's way better places. Never will. No. I bet you, I never set foot in Orlando. Eh, you're not missing anything. It's like going to Jacksonville. Uh, like, text what? line saying it wasn't actually Shaq that year that beat the Magic. It was Kobe and Pau Gasol. Oh, all right. Oh, I love Pau Gasol. So, so that, that Mar- was their last. That was the the last title there with the with those was against Orlando. I don't remember that one very well. Did you Sounds see like a four to one. It's not very memorable. Mark Gasol retired today. <sighs> Mark Gasol still playing. He huh? was kind of out of it. Was he over in Europe? I don't know. I don't know where I, he was. I don't think he was in the league. I was stunned to find out he was still playing. Yeah, that's not but what I'm saying. I, I, like, I don't think he's really been. In the game. And then I just thought, you know, underrated too. Marcus yeah. Hall. He yeah, was Mar- awesome. Yeah, Marcus Hall was great. Late bloomer. Mm-hmm. Developed out there shooting the three. He was just the... Uh, kind of like Scoot. He was always the uh, the lesser of the Gasol brothers. You know, Powell gets all the fame. No uh, question. Fame, well, Powell was better. Yeah. But... Marcus Hall was really good. Mark towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, he really turned it on towards the end. There was a point in the in both of their careers where he was the better Gasol, I think. Even yes. though Powell was, you know, better initially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed. And he did the Jokic thing too. Have you seen the like the kid pictures of him? He was a chubby little boy. Who Marcus? Marcus Saul. He, he looked like yeah. he was like it's, it's like the Jokic thing. Yeah. You see, it takes the old him a while and, to figure it out, uh-huh. right? It's like sometimes you're just the fat butt and you're making a bunch of money. And you're like, I don't care. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I should probably get I should, shaved. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> it's not too late. That's Marcus Saul. <laughs> well, and so yeah. he just retired. Well, Jokic had some of that. Remember, like there was a an initial debate of whether it was Jokic or Nurkic that you'd want to build your team. Around, <laughs> turned out that one was a clear answer. It's that Ryan Leaf, Peyton Manning, who goes number one? Whoops. Yeah, that one is not close. No, no, Nurkic and Jokic. But yeah. it was at one time. Yeah, they they're were, both in Denver. They're both like, in Denver. I don't know. <laughs> Turns out you made the right choice. All right, let's get to going. Let's uh, go. Damian Lillard is uh, back in Portland, and the Seahawks have their coach. That's coming up on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Vancouver Ford text line 503-864-6326. Your dollar goes further. Vancouver Ford, they treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Uh, VancouverFord.com. Somebody said uh, that the Gasols... 
brought the homeless chic look into fashion in the NBA? Yeah, I can see that. You think they did? Yeah, they had that Euro kind of trash look about him. And, and uh, the uh, Pau Gasol, I don't know if he started it, but boy, he led a craze of terrible NBA facial hair. He started, I think he started the anyone can grow a beard idea mm. when really not everyone can grow a beard. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he, he started the patchy beard thing with mm. no regard for the fact it looked terrible. Is he the original Euro? Like, I'm thinking of Ginobili. I'm the, thinking of oh, Parker. No. You got to go back to like. Sharunas Marshallonis. Yeah, I mean, oh, you got to yeah. go back. Drazen Petrovic mm-hmm. and, you know. Vladi Divox. Yeah, Vladi Vladi, we likes to potty. And That's now good. Vladi grew a beard at halftime. My favorite Vladi Divox story of all time was being underneath the Moda Center and watching Vladi smoke. He would go <laughs> in at the half and just rip a couple heaters. God bless that. That guy. So I I produced uh, Kings pre and post game shows for a year, and I I did it with Bobby Jackson, who played uh, alongside Vladi, and he had a ton of great Vladi stories. One of them was that they played poker on the plane all the time for large amounts of cash, and I think that Bobby had dumped something uh, north of five figures on uh, on that plane ride, and. Vladi told him that he could make it back, but they were landing on the tarmac in New York in like 17 degree weather. Told him if he walked out in just his boxers singing Who Let the Dogs Out and he stayed in just his boxers through the lobby of the hotel, he would forgive him of his debts. <laughs> and so Bobby did it. Good times. Good freaking times. Yeah, let him off easy. Yeah. Well, and now, you know, the the best European player of all time will go down is, uh, is Joker. I mean, yeah. When, when he's done. It's probably Dirk right now, though. Yeah, I would say it's Dirk right now. You know. But then you have, I was looking back, uh, the, you know who gets credited as the first international player in the league? The very first one. Yeah. Um, is, he, is he really good or no. just the first? Yeah, just the first. I don't know. 1946. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to remember this. Italian-born Hank Biasati. <laughs> oh, yes, the great Hank Biasati. Yeah, he oh. started it all. Well, it's it's weird that when you think about there was always a stigma behind the European players, right? That they were soft and, oh, yeah. you know, and, and all this. And you know, it's and now you, you look at it in Euro-style ball and floppers, but if you look at, at the last handful of, of MVPs and stars of the league, I mean, I mean, think about it. Dirk kind of broke through, and I think Dirk was probably the first European that led a championship team because Powell... Was he know, the first Euro MVP, Dirk? I'd have to think if he's, I, I, I'm guessing he was, but you look at like Dirk, you know, that, that stood on the shoulders of all those guys that came before, because there were some really good European players, but you know, Dirk won a title, Dirk was an MVP, and I think that's probably the first. Yes, he is. Yeah, and and he led his team. You know, Pau Gasol won a championship, but that was Kobe's team, right? Dirk was the guy on that, but after that, you've got Giannis, who's won a title and multiple MVPs. Luka comes into the league and is absolutely dominant. Uh, Jokic, Jokic who's the best player. Uh, Tony Parker was part, and Ginobili were big parts of those Spurs teams that won championships. We mentioned Pau Gasol. I mean, there's just some really, really good. And Embiid identifies from yeah, Cameroon. Yeah. You know, well, if you we talked about this. I think you were on vacation. You might have been in Japan when we were discussing this. But um, if you look at all the sports in America, mm-hmm. with the exception of football, they're all becoming sh- shockingly international yeah i mean if you think about the best players mm-hmm. yoke i mean you just mentioned the nba uh the best player in baseball is a japanese guy yeah yeah and for a long time baseball has obviously had the the latin influence yeah. um but yeah now it's it's it not still does it still does but yeah it's certainly you're you're getting more international stuff the one that that doesn't is the nfl and that's simply because no one else really plays, plays it but i'm you know as that sport grows the nfl Playoffs. is obviously pumping you know, large amounts of money down and in, in playing games in Mexico, playing in Germany, playing over in Europe. Um, it's funny that my uh, my my special lady friend, her two brothers that live in Japan, they play tackle football like as an adult. So it is growing over there, uh, even in the East. And you, you, I wonder if you kick this ahead 25 years. Because when was the, the dream team was what, 92, right? Yeah. And, you know, that oh, yeah. was, you know, we mangled teams. I mean, it, it wasn't even competitive. And now you look at international basketball and... Like I said, some of the best players in the world are coming from over there. And in international competitions, they're able to compete with us. And World Baseball Classic, right? We don't dominate that. Far from it. Japan just took us down. So you wonder if you kick this ahead 20, 25 years, if you don't start seeing some of that in the NFL. You know, if you if you Maybe. don't. If you don't. Look, I mean, I would just say for the sake of argument, look at some of like the, the Scandinavian countries. 
look at like the, the 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 strongmen that come out of that place, Iceland and Sweden and Norway. I mean, there are freak like your boy Magnus. Yes, there's giants that are living over there that you know really don't fit into any of the traditional Nordic sports. Right? They don't. You know, it's cross country skiing and downhill and stuff. It's only a matter of time before some NFL dude goes over into Iceland and is like, "Hey, would you guys not like to throw rocks? Would you be interested in oh, I don't know, being a left tackle?" And then start looking at, like, the Jamaican sprinters are the best in the world. Someone hasn't figured it out yet to go down to Jamaica and be like, hey, instead of running in a straight line, would you like to run with this ball? Um, one of, we've seen a couple of them attempt it, but one of the best rugby players in the world just, uh, and he's like 25, he just gave up his rugby career. Well, and, the, and the Niners tried that the Niners with that tried guy, it. Jared Hayne, yes. and, it, and it just never took. It never took, but you just had another one uh, just like a week or two ago that he's done. International rugby star early on, and he said, "I'm, I'm, I'm. If I'm gonna do this, I need to do it now. I'm not getting any younger." And he's gonna make the attempt to come over and 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 play. So it's 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 gonna happen. It's just a matter of does it happen five years from now? Does it happen ten years from now? Or does it take twenty? But this game is growing, and this is the part that that Americans don't want to believe. But dude, we ain't the end all to be all. What? <laughs> There's really good. There's, Get out of here with that. It's really good athletes in other parts of the world. And and the systems that those countries have, they're better set up than ours to develop so, players. Did you know we were? Well, I was thinking of Young Hoku. Yeah, uh, he's a good kicker. Mm-hmm. He's from Korea. Yep, he's uh, with the Falcons. Falcons. Then I was looking. So that got me to look at a list of uh, international players in the NFL. There's more than you think, but um, we just had one guy this past weekend out there. Just one. Well, I don't know. There may be more Maybe than one. But more, but... There was a prominent player in, uh, the, in, championship in the championship games. game. I'm trying to think who. He's from. Um, bloop, 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 bloop. Liberia. Liberia. I don't know how many people know that. But... I, I don't. And I'm... I don't know how many people could pick him out of a lineup. But I'm talking about Ravens running back Gus Edwards. He's from Nigeria? Yes. I had no idea. No, he's from Liberia. Oh, Liberia. Sorry. Yeah, right. I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. George Karloftis sounds Greek. But I think he's just from around here. I don't think St. Brown was born. Uh, yeah, that's te- he's. It's a technicality. It's a technicality. He's he wasn't born here. He, uh, but yeah, his dad is was Mister like was Mister USA. He was born in or at least raised in the country. Uh, Mylotta, the tackle from uh, Philadelphia, American All, Samoa. Uh, yeah, he's. I thought I thought it was New Zealand, but he was a rugby guy. Made the transition over. I mean, just look at poly players. Like when I was playing college, God, I'm so old. In the '90s, it just I'm a thousand years old. I'm turned into that guy. That can I played in college? We in Utah mm. kind of ran roughshod with the polys. Like one of the reasons why BYU was was kind of like a, a a plucky upstart team is the Mormon Church was big in the islands, and we were able to go get those kids in in Utah. And dude, we had the the Kalani Satakis and the Tevita Ofanhangawes and. All these guys, and then uh, over the last 25 years, uh, USC and everyone else was like, wait a minute, uh, there's giant Polynesian men that run really, really fast. Maybe we should go get some of those guys. And look at the rise of polys. Like, you could make, remember, who was it? Uh, who had the black versus white game? Uh, was it Mendenhall that, that started the big controversy? Rashad Mendenhall was... Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. On, yeah on the, the, the race media. versus race, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the race versus race. And... I'm telling you, the one that gets left out of that is you could put together a hell of a Polynesian team. If you went I, if you went Asian Pacific Islander, look, it's not much Asian, but you get a kicker, and the rest you just a Pacific Islander, you could put together a hell of a team. And that's a little tiny group of people of those islands that you could put together, a, at least from the, a defensive and offensive front, you're putting together some, some grown-ass men. And when eventually that spreads to Germany and it spreads to, again to the, the 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 Scandinavian countries and and down into New Zealand and down into Australia, again just go look at the go look at some of the dudes that are playing international rugby sometime and tell me if that wouldn't look really good in in, in football pants. Well, it's, it's gonna happen. Ooh, who doesn't look good in football pants? Am I right? Yeah, all right. Vita Vea was yes. born in Tonga. <laughs> now he is he's American, he's but American, he was born but yes. in Tonga. Now here's one. As, as I'm flipping through this list here, there's not that many guys, but um, Kyle Hamilton. Oh, Kyle Hamilton is, huh? Well, he was born in Greece, oh. but he is of American, American or he's United States nationality. Well, in the initial, in the initial thing of that Richard Mendenhall thing, uh, Will Compton said he wanted to claim Kyle ha- Hamilton because he was light skinned. 
Well, he can say that. I'm not going to say it. No. I'm going to slowly walk. Kyle Hamilton's like, no, thank you. I'm, I'm, a, all, I'm all right. I'm going to slightly walk oh. away from that one. Uh, you were mentioning Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the Vikings defensive end, uh, Danielle Hunter? Yes. Very, very good player. From Jamaica. Really? Yep. Jamaican nationality as well. Born uh, there. And- yeah. Patrick that- Chung was Jamaican. Oh, okay. He's not on this list. Uh, yeah, he. I think he, well, maybe he, this he lived there until he was... Like 14 or 12, something yeah, like that? Yeah, I'm sorry. This is just the actor. He was born and raised there. Because he quit, right? I mean, not Yeah, quit, he's out of the he game. Retired. He's retired. Yeah. There are nine uh, foreign-born Hall of Famers in, in football. That's more than I would have thought. Yeah, Morton at, Anderson. I was going to say, gonna I was gonna say like guess. a Jan Stenerud. There's going to be some, yeah. be some kickers in there. So Morton Anderson was born in Denmark. Jan Stenerud, Norway. <laughs> yeah, there's my Scandinavian brothers. Uh, you have Bronco Nagurski was Canadian. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, there, uh, there's probably a couple Canadians in there, right? Uh, the other Canadian is Arnie Weinmeister. Wouldn't have had that. Oh, don't got that one. He played in the 50s. Mm. Steve Van Buren from Honduras. Steve Van Buren. <laughs> he played in the 40s. Those the Van Buren boys? Uh, Ted Hendricks from Guatemala. He was oh. a linebacker. Yeah. I, I, the, 60s and 70s. Yeah, the stork. I had no idea that he was born in Guatemalan. And Tom Fears was Mexican. Huh. Doesn't sound it, but he was. Well, like Anthony Munoz, he's American, but he's of, uh, his parents, I, I believe, were Mexican. I yeah, think I think his pa- parents I, are Mexican I immigrants. I think he's first generation. Leo Namalini was Italian, defensive yeah. tackle for yeah. the Niners. Well, just, I there mean. There you go. Look, Isn't that exciting? Bottom line is, this game is becoming more international, and I think when you look back over the last 20 years what's happened to the NBA, I think when you kick it forward, we'll have the exact same thing happening in the NFL as the, the game of football spreads because it is becoming more and more popular. The NFL is making a, a press into those other countries. And look, I'll say this. Football and football players always get mad at me, and I don't know why. It's, it's not a real skilled sport. In basketball, in baseball, in soccer, in tennis, it is skill developed. You can't pick up a bat at 23 and in a year or two be a great baseball player. Can't happen. Same thing in soccer. You know, it it doesn't happen. Football, you can't. If you give me a freaky, you give me a freaky 22 or 23-year-old that's just twitchy and that is just like, what the hell is going on there? And you give that guy a year or two, you can make that guy into an all-world football player. So it's I don't mean to disparage the game. It's just it's the most it it seems like it's the most teachable, maybe. Yes. And it's just because so much of it is just raw athleticism. You're and not, also no you're, one has you're waiting the, and you're stopping between bursts. You get a chance to yeah. reset, line up again, think and, about what you're gonna do next. And I'm not saying quarterback, that's different, but the rest of it, like if you're a DN and all you don't have a ball, it's just about being an athlete. I mean, the whole point of football, 95% of the players on the field, you're just basically being a better athlete than the guy in front of you. So it's it's more conducive to to learning the game late. I think what you're saying is football is football. Football is football. Football is football. football. Text line reminding us, uh, Oregon Duck in now Patriots corner, Christian Gonzalez is from Columbia. Football is football. Football is football. Football is football. No, football is football. (laughs) Athletics is athletics. Well, how'd how'd that get in there? I don't like that one. Uh, one quick, uh, one quick uh, correction. Text police are in. Yeah. Golf Channel is now in Stamford, Connecticut. Oh, so they went back to the NBC yeah. headquarters. Yeah, very white of them. Exactly. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's get our poll question in. We'll do that next. Here's Buck. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, coming up, the Seahawks have hired a handsome man to lead their team. As handsome as a young Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll was a handsome man. Maybe. Look, if you're telling me if you were a young lady, because Pete was married forever, that Pete couldn't have uh, wooed you a little bit. Well, I just Pete's said. Silver Fox. As, yeah. uh, as handsome as young Pete Carroll, I yeah. said maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's close. This the offense very was ripping. <laughs> the offense was ripping. He was ripping the ladies. Well, again, he was married for a long time, so maybe he wasn't. Dave Canales was. Yeah, did, did you hear about that? Yeah, if you don't know, so Dave Canales, who's the, this is weird. the new coach well, wait, of the... We'll get into it oh, later, okay, yeah. but you can tease it. Yeah. Tease it. So he's the new coach of the uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Uh, he wrote a book about his Christian faith, <laughs> about him and his wife, but mm-hmm. in the book... Mm-hmm. What's boy, in it? it talks about What's how he it? wasn't very Christian back he... in the early part of their marriage. Shares some uh, interesting transgressions. Started with the bachelor party, and it <laughs> went from there and got worse. <laughs> yeah, and the fun thing about this one is, like, he told on himself. Like, you didn't have to do this, right? Yeah, sometimes you just keep that to well, yourself. Well, I think the lady... We'll get into it. Yeah, the wifey was like, all right, you're putting this on paper so everybody can read it. It's an Alexander Hamilton sort of thing. We're going to put that one out there, make a play about it. Well, that's a seggy for later. Yeah. Uh, poll question today, uh, at 1080 The Fan on X, AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business, helping families for over 60 years, AAAIAQ.com. Uh, yesterday we asked you who you gots, Brady Gronk or Mahomes Kelsey? Who do you think won that? Uh, recency. And I think it's the correct answer, but it'll be Mahomes and Kelsey. Brady Gronk won. Really? 56%. Well, that's close. Mahomes and Kelsey, you think, 44%. You think the Kelsey hate? I do think it's more Kelsey hate than Mahomes hate, but I, I think that's becoming a real thing. Well, I think there's a lot of people who don't. They It takes them time to anoint anyone new as great. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you can't, it, like people don't like replacing is it takes them a while to wrap their head around the new all-time great? Sure. And then they don't like immediately punting on them. Yeah. yeah. They're they're really quite good. Um both sets by the way. I think and I think both are doing fine. I'm not sure who has more commercials, Gronk or Kelsey. Gronk's everywhere too and he doesn't even play anymore. Guys all every time I turn on Gronk's doing something and Kelsey Kel- I, outside of Mahomes, I think Kelsey and Gronk are the two most uh commercialized NFL players. I I even think Kelsey might have surpassed Mahomes. I feel like I see more Kelsey than I do in Mahomes at this point. Yeah, he's doing a lot. He's doing everything. He's doing it's like a and lot not just stuff. the stuff that's making people mad. He's doing Capital One and he's doing yeah, cable got, companies and AT and T stuff like that. He's doing like some debit card thing for someone. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, I think that's with the Capital One. I is think. that the Capital One? Oh, that guy's but, everywhere. Yeah, he's literally doing everything known to yeah, man. Who would have thought that a tight like two tight ends would be the most marketable dudes in the NFL. He did the commercial for the jab. Yeah. I can't be having that. Mr. Pfizer. Well, and for, uh, you know, the the beer that'll turn you gay. That's true. He's got he's doing He's doing Bud Gay. Yeah. He's got a partnership. Someone else is doing was doing Bud Light too. Who uh Yeah, somebody else was. I don't remember. Yeah, who. Bud Light's gone all in. They're trying because the, the UFC, they're the official beer of the UFC now, which is like if you want to try to be as manly as possible, let's let's fight. And then they got they got Kelsey, and they got someone else that was very manly to be a Bud Light uh, spokesman. They're yeah, they're trying to break free from the Bud Gay. Uh, today the question is, who are you rooting for tonight? Blazers. Oh. <laughs> what? I was like, wait, what's going on? Oh yeah, the Lillard thing. I thought there was like some sort of big game happening. I'm rooting for the there Red- is the Red Wings playing Ottawa tonight. Is that where we're going? No, Blazers. Oh. Blazers. Or Damian Lillard. Yeah, Damian Lillard. Not yeah. even close. Really? Lillard's my favorite Blazer what? of all time. Uh, the win means nothing to Portland, and uh, some of us have a sizable wager on the Blazer over under win total. So. Plenty of tickets available. Actually, two-thirds of this show. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's by far my biggest wager of the year. I may have doubled down after last year's debacle of taking the over. I, I may have done a double up to catch up, which you shouldn't do. Uh, but maybe I did. But you eventually, eventually you can afford it. <laughs> you can catch. You can break even again. That's that's right. You guys going to the game? Yeah, I'm going to go. Are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, you going to cry? Uh, I will not cry. I find it weird that Danny is going to cry, but you know, hey, to each their well, own. A lot of people might cry. Damian Lillard might cry. He even said it. Yeah, Lillard may shed a tear. He yes, I, I think it'll be a cool to to be there. I I have always uh, been a, a a big Lillard guy. I mean, I've I've lived in in Portland uh, or Portland adjacent. 
uh, from Woodburn to Gresham to the Couve. I've lived in the area uh, most of my life. And he just is by far my favorite Blazer. I, like I said, I've said it a, so many times. I don't think you could have ever asked for a better ambassador on and off the floor than what Damian Lillard was. And I grew up with great Blazers. You know, Clyde was was phenomenal. And, um, you know, obviously I missed the Walton thing. But those guys were here for such a brief period of time, although they won a title. Clyde was beyond greatness, but he was never a Portland guy. He didn't live here. He didn't want to be here. He was a Houston guy. And he got out. That's fine. And then Porter and and Kersey were were great. I love those guys. And both were Northwest guys when they were done. But they weren't they weren't Damian Lillard. I mean, every, that guy just it, it it sucks that they couldn't make it work. And I think that's why I was I'm always a little bitter at the way that ended. Because to me, when you get someone like that in a in a city like Portland, you embrace it. You don't tear it down. But I get why they did it. But I will I will always be a Damian Lillard fan, and I will be pulling for him tonight. And I don't like that the Blazers are creeping up into the teens as far as They're playing goes. better, aren't they? Well, I so know, they're, and they're I'm not happy about it. They're halfway to the number, right? They're but, halfway. They, but they are past halfway in yes. the season. So. But I don't but like... they're gaining ground. They're gaining ground. They're playing better. Sharp's going to come back at some point. I don't, I don't, I don't like that they beat... The, when they beat the Pacers, mm. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that one... Whoa. That one... Last night, or two nights ago, made more sense because Embiid was out, I guess. But still, they shouldn't have steamrolled him like that. Yeah, that... I, I, I don't like that. I don't well, like, get any they're, juice they're, now. They're uh-huh. blowing teams out. We don't blow teams out. No, 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 no. no. Stop it. Guys, move on. <laughs> I won't move on. If they get to 26, I want you to know I am going to be an emotional wreck. I will be the, for the for the ending of, of that season. It if appears it, you have overbet here. Well, it's possible. It's possible. Because, you know, a bet shouldn't make you that nervous. Well, it makes me nervous because last year I felt like I got screwed. And so I, I was really bitter about that. This was more of a spite bet, and uh, I, I I can't handle losing two in a row because then next year I'm going to have to double down yet again. I can't just take this loss. Well, keep doubling it up. <laughs> yeah. You'll get there eventually. eventually. We'll get there. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, yeah, and people are Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning and Emmett Smith are both yes. doing Bud Light now. Yeah. There's big marketing push. Yeah, Peyton was the one I've seen a lot. How much yeah. money did they have to shove in front of Peyton Manning to be the face of Bud Light? I'm guessing a lot. A lot. Uh, like a lot. And yes. he used to have all the endorsements. Yeah. feels like he's cooled off a little bit. Yeah. There's yeah, a... why would you use him? You know, I mean, I get it. He's, I think he's the everyman, or, or at least sounds and looks like I, the everyman. He's super agreeable. I yeah, get it. But yeah. there's, I mean, for as expensive as he is, yeah. he's should, not even relevant. They should spend money on Kid Rock. He's the one that started this whole thing. Go Can't get... get Tom Brady? Oh, yeah. That's probably a bit too much. He got $300 million to He's probably got his own private tequila he's working on, right? There you go. Um, all right, Tom Brady's let's... not a Bud Light guy. I wouldn't That's think true. so. He probably turned it down. He's drinking like Meister Rao. <laughs> uh, let's get to the new coach of the Seahawks. They have made a hire let's next go. on the fan. All right, the Seahawks apparently uh, don't care about Ben Johnson. It sounds like they were waiting on Mike McDonald of the Ravens, the defensive coordinator of the Ravens. They were waiting on him the whole time. Yeah, because the, the I mean the rumor was is obviously is that Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald Mike McDonald uh, had a farm. They were going to be the, the the Washington and Seattle. It was just a matter of who went where. But yeah, McDonald was rumored to Seattle and, and Johnson to Washington. But it sounds like according to Seattle and how quickly this went down, uh, the McDonald was the guy all along. So there you go. Ben Johnson stays put. Washington needs a guy. And uh, Seattle gets their young, defensive-minded coach, not named Dan Quinn. Handsome guy. He and Dave Canales can have a new coach handsome off. That is a handsome off. It's a Brady Garoppolo sort of thing. But let's be fair. Canales probably wins. Yeah. Canales is a – well, and Canales is more of a – like McDonald's looks like he's kind of a shorter guy, whereas Canales has that, uh, that rugged tallness about him. Uh, Seattle goes from the oldest coach in the NFL to the youngest. No, that's kind of an interesting. I didn't think about that. He turns 37 in June. Isn't it crazy? Man, I mean, I think about just being 35, 36 years old, like McVay and some of these guys. It's just, and Lanning's that way. Well, he's younger than Lanning. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy to think about, like, the the rise to the level for, for some of these guys. But he is no Dave Canales in another sense in that he is not as handsome and he has not written a book about his porn addiction. <laughs> no, no, he has not. I did find it interesting the Seahawks went from the oldest coach in the league, Pete Carroll, 72, to a coach half his age and the youngest coach in the league. 
Well, and, and he Thanks started for paying attention to the show there, Buck. Oh, I ran, I ran away from it. Did you already do that? Yeah, we talked about just it. Just did it. Yeah, nice. Just did it. But you know, think about it. In 2014, it's good stuff. Like he he gets he's an intern. He's a coaching intern in 2014. Yeah, and here we are. You know, like he, like he was the defensive assistant, just general for one year, and then he's their DBs coach for one year in Baltimore. Then their linebackers coach for two years. And then he goes to Michigan as a defensive coordinator for one year, back to Baltimore as a defensive coordinator for one year, and here's a head coaching job. It's crazy. Well, his results speak for themselves. Yeah. You're right. There's not a lot on that resume, but when he was at Michigan, it was a top ten defense, and yep. when he was in Baltimore, you saw their defense last week was killer. Yep. Now there's a lot of great players on that defense. Uh, but at the same time, they were number one in scoring. They were number one in um, uh, uh, yards per play. Mm-hmm. They were, I mean, that was the best defense in the league. Yeah, and they did it with, look, Hamilton is 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 all world. And, you know, I get Rokon Smith and, and, and uh, Queen. I mean, there's obviously good players there, but it, it's not it's not a defense just loaded with, like, all world guys. They play phenomenal as a as a, as a collective unit and and their schemes are as good and as solid as anyone in the league and they made great adjustments and they were getting shredded early on by by Mahomes and company and they shut them out in the second half so you missed Friday but we talked about the Wall Street Journal article that chronicled John Harbaugh yeah and why he's so good mm-hmm. and uh, that's interesting now because John Harbaugh is getting raked over the coals yeah. <laughs> and rightly so for his game plan on Sunday yeah I put that on I mean I mean I put that on on Munkin but but Harbaugh, the the Wall Street Journal was pointing out that Harbaugh being a special teams coach mm-hmm. is what makes him so good. It's part of what makes him so good because he doesn't have a playbook to fall back on, right? He doesn't have a set system that he must run. Most of these guys do. Yeah. It's like, this is my philosophy. This is what I do. This is how we're going to do it. Jim Har- or John Harbaugh does not have that. Uh, but he has worked on both sides of the football Um so he he's just a football coach. He, he and he's willing to meld different styles together. Unlike Ben Johnson, like Ben Johnson. Well, I, I, look, they all have their um, um, influences, right? Mm-hmm. Like Ben Johnson said, Mike Martz, Adam Gase. So yeah. I guess they all do this in to some degree because they come up through working for different coaches and they put different stuff in and sure. it kind of becomes their own. They make it their own. But Harbaugh uh, uniquely. Um, mm-hmm sort of nimble, right? I, he, I hadn't thought about that, but it makes sense. He's flexible. Yeah. And that's why they said, you know, when huh. Wink Martindale's a really good defensive coordinator, but yeah. John Harbaugh said, we're not going to do it this way anymore. We yeah. we need something different. And he hired uh, McDonald. And so they're saying the same things about McDonald as John Harbaugh mm-hmm. in that he is very flexible. He tailors his stuff to his hmm. personnel. Well, it's funny because you mentioned Mike Martz, and Mike Martz, uh, and I know people that have played for Martz, that have been around Martz, and everyone that I, I've ever heard say that Mike Martz is the smartest dude to ever come through the NFL. He he has forgotten more about football than most people will ever know, but he was such a stubborn ass that he was really hard to, to, to get along with, and it, his schemes were really hard to work because people couldn't understand him. And like there is that rigid approach where... It can really kind of screw you up. I think uh, John Gruden's this way in some ways. I think really smart people, and like you say, that are really dedicated to one thing, I do think that that can be a detriment. I've never thought about that before with the Harbaugh thing, but that makes a lot of sense being malleable and, and being able to yeah. to fit different things under one umbrella. And so it sounds like McDonald is kind of like that, which is why John hired him, which huh. is why John liked him. Yeah. Remember, this is the guy that when Jim Harbaugh went to John and said, hey, how do I get over the hump? He was at Michigan. He was struggling. I got to win a title here. How how do I do it? John Harbaugh gave him two names. One was Jesse Minter. The other was Mike McDonald. He said, hire one of these guys. Well, he ended up hiring Mike McDonald (laughs) because John took Jesse Minter. (laughs) And now they've (laughs) flip-flopped. Yeah, And and Minter is at Michigan. Michigan. And McDonald is in Baltimore, but either way, both of those guys, and Minter's a defensive coordinator too, but yeah. uh, both of those guys are John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh swears by him. Jim works worked with both of them too, and um, I think that's kind of the nature of the Harbaugh way, maybe less so Jim but more John, is flexible, like you said, malleable. Uh, Marlon Humphrey's quote, I'll give you a, a Marlon Humphrey's quote on uh, Mike McDonald here, and then we'll take a break, but he said, uh, he's doing a unique job talking about McDonald. 
uh, I kind of never have never experienced it. He's really having everybody understand the whole philosophy of mainly just the group of coverages as opposed to you got this call, how do you play this call? He's kind of saying grouping these calls all together, like what is the whole idea of this call? Mm. So I think he's done a really good job of kind of really helping us all be smarter to where I know what the defensive line is doing. I also know what the linebacker is doing. I also know what the safety is doing because the reason why I call this defense is because of this. Mm. That's what Humphrey said about McDonald's defense. Makes sense. I mean, I, I know a lot of times um, offense and defense, you very much get caught up into what you're doing, right? As an as an offensive lineman, hey, this is what we're 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 assigned to do. But when you when you're a quarterback, you have to know what everyone's doing. And same thing on defense. A lot of times, it doesn't really translate. The defensive line doesn't care what the the secondary is doing, but kind of that broad thirty thousand foot view sort of thing. And it's amazing sometimes when you get guys that come in that just have a different way of doing things, and then you see some success with it. That immediately people are like, oh. maybe Maybe this is a way of doing things, right? But that's how you get kind of the the Sean McVay's and their coaching tree off of that, where when people see how easily adaptable a system is, the NFL is a copycat league, and more people will jump on that, which is why I think you're seeing more 36, 37, 38-year-old guys get jobs. Well, don't know if it's a good hire, but uh, certainly comes with some pedigree, Yeah, Mike McDonald. We'll see how he does as a head coach, but yeah. um, well, if he resembles John Harbaugh, and I know John Harbaugh had a rough Sunday, if he resembles John Harbaugh, that's a damn good hire. Well, and you have a really good personnel guy in John Schneider. I mean, I, 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 as much as Pete had final say, look, John Schneider has done a phenomenal job of building teams there in Seattle, along with Pete Carroll, and now it's strictly Schneider's role, but I'm assuming he'll include McDonald in this. And I don't know if you're a Seahawks fan. I I get it. I, I see why this is, a, this is an exciting time, going in a new direction and, and kind of the young hotshot. Just hopefully it doesn't turn into Brandon Staley. What an exciting time. Exactly. Go, go Hawks. Right. For every Sean McVay, there's yep. a Brandon Staley. Yeah. Like, we all love the whiz kid until it, it flames out Adam Gay style. And, you know. So you never really know. No, you don't. All right. Mike McDonald, the new head coach of the Seahawks. Up next, uh, the new Panthers coach is an author. We discuss on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 